The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy uh, it's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free ra- uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around stay protected by getting your own bc boost with bc boost go to bcboost.com that's bcboost.com bcboost.com The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com, or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. What is the real story of our capacity for global conflict at present? Uh, General Keith Kellogg joins me to discuss exactly where we stand with that. Plus, a look back at the most important generation of uh, America's history, the greatest generation, with Andrew Biggio. Stay here. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the role as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us uh, in a very busy um, day uh, here at uh, Kevin McCullough Radio because we're going to talk at some length about what is going on a little bit later on with Andrew Biggio with um, the greatest generation and the memories that some of them uh, are still uh, we're trying to capture and get down on paper and, and help people understand what the sacrifice of that generation was. But before I get into that conversation, I want to do a little bit of an update on what's going on uh, with uh, our current national security uh, picture. And joining me once again is General Keith Kellogg, who joins us on a regular basis. And uh, he was, of course, an advisor to Vice President Pence and uh, President Donald Trump uh, when they were uh, in office. And, General, I I can't tell you how often it runs uh, through my mind um, what an an enormous mess the next commander-in-chief is going to inherit from this current group. And when you look at Iran, when you look at China, when you look at North Korea, when you look at Russia, when you look at our willingness to continue to continue to fork over billions and billions to Ukraine, and some are wondering, are we getting a good return on that investment? The entire national security apparatus globally for the U.S. seems to be at at best in questionable situ- circumstances uh, and, and at very worst um, not as strong as we need to be i mean even the losing of a 30 of, a, of an f35 this week kind of points to this anxiety that i think many americans are concerned about first of all what's your assessment of what i've just laid out and and what do you think our biggest challenges are given that we're now heading into an election cycle and this has to be part of the conversation yeah, Kevin, first of all, thanks for having me today. I, I do appreciate being with you. Look, I, you kind of nailed it. You get it right on the head. This next year and then this next administration, national security is going to become a very, very important discussion topic and how to solve a lot of the problems because the, the problems compound themselves. It's not like you're handling or trying to work just one issue, let's just say Russia. But now you've got Russia combining with China, combining with North Korea, combining with Iran, you know, and, and you, you look at those all working in the Middle East and the Pacific and the Atlantic region, the European region, those are all significant issues, and they're hard to solve. But And then if you let one of them get out of the box and then it joins with the second, it, it just, that's what I mean, the comment, it compounds itself. And that's the reason why in the Trump administration, here's what we tried to do. We tried to keep them as separate as we could. In other words, let's just use Korea as an example. When President Trump decided to work with Kim Jong-un in North Korea, there were a lot of people 
pretty skeptical because nothing had ever happened before. And he said, we've got to give it a try because we need to kind of separate them from the others, from the pack. And so he made it a conscious effort because he was told by President Obama that North Korea would be a significant issue in his administration. And he was right. And he, he'd wanted to talk to him because he thinks that talking is very, very important to both your allies and your adversaries. And you wanted to separate them. And so that's what we did. We separated the Iranians with, in, when we walked away from Jigpoa and we set up the Abraham, Abraham Accords. We separated Russia. We separated China. We made them, each one of them discreet and we didn't let them get combined and be a collective issue. Now they're a collective issue. And the reason why that's so very important is now you saw what happened with Putin going to meet up with Kim Jong-un. Well, what that means is in the long term is Putin needs arms, weapons. He'll probably get those from North Korea, and then he'll provide North Korea better ballistic capabilities in his missiles so he continues to develop his nuclear systems. And that's the reason why you want to keep them separated and why they're so bad when they get together. So what's happened with this administration by letting them happen and get together like that, it is going to cause enormous problems for the next administration, whoever that is going to be, to try and solve those issues. Because my experience is once those get out of the box and once you run into a problem like that, collectively speaking, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the ramifications of it. And that's that's the real fear because then you run into escalation or something like that. Well, so, so- yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, a pretty big mess is what it turns out. So what you're describing is kind of worst case scenario of what we've already got. But then you have President Zelensky talking to Scott Pelley on CBS 60 Minutes Sunday night saying that Putin is specifically, and I have to think that this is true of Xi and Un and um, the clerics in Iran, that they are specifically watching the 24 cycle hoping, waiting, anticipating that there will be some destabilization of the United States, whether it's, you know, um, protests over the election or protests against, uh, you know, Donald Trump or whatever the case may be. They're, they're, the, the, our opponents are actually looking for a moment where we are destabilized. And Zelensky thinks that if there is a point in time where Putin is willing to use um, battlefield munitions of a nuclear variety, that that's going to be the moment that it occurs when the U.S. is caught a little off guard and not quite, um, you know, flat footed uh, and ready to go. What What is your thought about how this election impacts the decision making of those four very questionable characters? Yeah, you know, I, it, it's a great question. It was great comment, great thoughts behind it. I I think Part of that, some people are picking it up. Well, this is the reason why you need to have somebody like a Biden for stability and you get worried about a Trump. I, I'm just the opposite. What Trump did is he brought real leadership into the fold. Example, he would pick up the phone and he'd pick up and call Putin or he'd call Xi like he did when he, he talked to Mullah Barada when we were doing the Afghanistan right. d- discussions. Biden hasn't done that. So the real destabilization is currently what we have, what you want to have. Is somebody that comes in and they become very concerned and it raises their level of risk because the, our president is going to bring force and leadership to the issue. So I think he is saying it is correct, but I think what you want to have is somebody that's willing to talk really hard in a very, very strategic way to, to both sides. You know, I, right now, I don't see that at all. Uh, I see this administration talking 
and really not saying very much. Right. Uh, and I and I think it's it's a huge mistake. You know, you know when you look at it, you know years ago some pretty smart uh, political scientists talked basically about things like we're talking about right now. There was a guy named uh, Hans Morgenthau. He wrote a book called Politics Among Nations. When I went to in, when I was in college and in graduate school, as well as you had to read it. And, and it, he made a comment that, quote, statesmen are always tempted to sacrifice the requirements of good foreign policy to the applause of the masses, and he must strike a prudent balance. That's what you have to do with the Ukraine-Russia issue. You have to figure out what that balance is instead of just listening to the masses, what we need to do or not do. And and right now we're just listening to the masses and not coming up with a prudent plan. I mean, I'll give anybody 100 bucks if they can say to me, okay, this is the actual plan for uh, Ukraine and Russia on, on peace negotiations, because right now there are none. And, you know, well, yeah, and I then even general, the plans real. that we do put into place just this week, six billion to the to the mullahs in Iran, uh, and yeah. they get they get terrorists back, and we get five people that I'm not sure. And and President Trump got 58 hostages released, and not and didn't have to pay people a dime. But these are the kind of issues that can get you into an extreme problem that could generate a, a either regional or a global war. And it's, it's happened in the past. Historically, it has. And history has a tendency to repeat itself. Yeah. Well, General Keith Kellogg, we appreciate your insights and certainly something we're going to be praying about and watching as we go forward. Thank you again for being with us. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Stay here. This is the Duck Commander, Phil Robertson. Get your Bible out, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theaters starting September the 28th. If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption, go see my story. Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock, and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried, we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief, and then they raped me. 
My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is someone who, um, like myself, has a keen interest in some of the events and the people and the personalities that uh, were in effect in World War II. And in fact, he's written a, a follow-up book to his bestseller, originally called The Rifle, called The Rifle II, Back to the Battlefield. It's published by Regnery, which is a sister company to Salem Communications, which is uh, the home of a lot of the radio stations and one of the television networks that this show is seen and heard on. But uh, why is he doing what he's doing in revisiting some of these uh, battlefields and places, and particularly with the particular piece of equipment that he is this is something that we'll get into as uh, we uh, ask you to welcome andrew biggio hello andrew hi thanks for having me you got it thanks for being here um for people that didn't know about your first book uh you've you've kind of told these stories in a certain particular way how did you arrive at the concept of the rifle well, you know, I'm not the first Andrew Biggio. I'm named after my 
uncle that was killed in World War II and uh, was my grandfather's brother, actually. And when I survived Iraq and Afghanistan, I started to read the letters that this Andrew Biggio wrote home before he was killed in action. And the first letter he wrote home to his mother was, uh, you know, dear mom, today we fired the M1 Grand rifle. Um, this is a new rifle of the time. It's so accurate. I feel so confident with this weapon. And he's writing home to his mom about this stuff, you know, and I thought, wow, if he felt that powerful for this weapon 75 years ago at the time when I was reading the letters, I need to go out and buy one. I wanted to hold what he held. I wanted to feel what he felt. Um, I was dealing with, I guess, some sort of survivor's guilt, being a veteran myself, sharing his name. I purchased this M1 Grand Rifle, and I sat in my house with it, and then I said, now what? <laughs> you know, so my, I showed my family the rifle at like a dinner. Um, and they're like, well, okay, well, it's just a gun. Why do you have a gun at dinner, you know? I'm like, well, no, this is the, the piece of equipment. This is the the thing Uncle Andy had when he when he gave his life, and this is what he wrote home to, you know, great-grandmother to, and they didn't really get it, which is fine, and I understand that. Not all of them were veterans, but I was searching, for, obviously, for something more, and it wasn't until I thought about my neighbor who fought in the Battle of Okinawa mm. that I thought would appreciate this a little bit more. So I knocked on his door, and this at this time, he was now 92. This is going back about seven years ago. And I put that rifle into his hands, and he went from being 92 to 19 years old again, raising that weapon without a problem, putting it in his shoulder, waving it around. And we talked about the Battle of Okinawa for like four, three to four hours at least. And I said, Joe, I always want to remember this moment where you sign your name on the rifle. And he signed it. Joe Drago, 6th Marine Division, 22nd Marine uh, Regiment. Battle of Okinawa. When I left his house and I looked down at that signature, I knew I wanted to collect as many signatures and as many stories as possible and represent the whole war on this rifle. So that was the uh, that was the uh, genesis of this, and uh, this is volume two of some of the stories and some of the signatures that you've uh, acquired. Um, why why are telling these stories so important to you? Because the World War II, pretty soon these guys are not going to be, and girls are not going to be able to tell their stories for themselves. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're talking in four years. In four years, it is going to be nearly impossible to find a World War II veteran. Mm -hmm. And if they are, they're going to be 103. And so, you know, the World War I generation slipped right by us. Next thing you knew, we all woke up one day and they were all gone. And... We've done a lot better, like via the media, books, television, movies, miniseries, things like that, with telling World War II a little bit more because I think it was like one of the first recorded wars with you know the advancement in technology and television and movies and film and stuff like that. But what those guys went through, I think, represent all veterans when they when we say um, sacrifice and what they went through when people watch saving private Ryan and band of brothers, they, they know what veterans go through. And I think it's a huge thing for awareness of patriotism. Well, I, I, I can't disagree with you on that. And on yeah. the cover of the, uh, of the rifle too. And if we have a picture, we'll put this on the screen. Um, you can see the rifle and all the signatures that have been added to it. 
um, in uh, those kind of uh, really cool uh, markers that actually show up on dark backgrounds so you can see. Um, the the stories that you feature in, in this particular um, version cover both theaters, uh, Europe and Asia. And I, for some, you know, my, my listeners know that we're encouraging them to come with me next year for the 80th observance of D-Day and to uh, kind of go back through some of these um, uh, areas where some of these lives were lost and some of these heroes were made and to see for themselves uh, kind of the uh, terrain and what they were up against. But the the theaters were very different and the conditions were very different. The Kind of the one thing that both theaters had in common was that it was just excruciating war i mean the the battle of the bulge and you know every single island battle that took place in the pacific were just excruciating misery just from the conditions themselves um you've been back to a couple of these places with some of the world war ii survivors what what impressed you in those in those visits what the most thing that impressed me is the locals who still live in these villages in rural Belgium, where the battle of the bulge was in Normandy, France, uh, even in Germany who come out to meet these liberators 80 Mm. years after their actions. I mean, the hugs, the kisses in, in Bastogne, there's a parade every year called the nuts festival representing (laughs) when general McAuliffe said nuts, you know, and they actually take peanuts and walnuts and they throw them from the city hall balcony, you know, to to celebrate their, you know, independence, you know, their their, their liberation. And, <clears throat> you know, I was marching one year in the parade and I was pushing a World War II veteran in a wheelchair and people were holding up their grandkids in the crowd over people's shoulders so they could see a living World War II veteran. Hmm. I mean, you know, we don't even remotely do anything like that in this country. I mean, we definitely have patriotism. We have Veterans Day, Memorial Day, but they're treated like we treat professional athletes. Well, they they brought something more dear to them than we have lost here. Now we're, you know, we can talk politics and talk about the freedoms that we're losing currently, but we've not experienced what those who were hostily taken over by a foreign power and subjugated uh, to the to that power, we've we've not experienced that here. And um, by God's grace, and hopefully the strength of the American military, we won't. But it's something that we have to be vigilant for. I'm very very convinced. We're speaking with Andrew Biggio of uh, the Rifle and the Rifle Two. The Rifle Two is his new book. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Be right back. Don't go away. Get your Bible out, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theater starting September the 28th. If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption... 
Go see my story. Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being. I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours, and then I clean 300 steps, and then I, I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours because you know, for an 80-year-old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, it even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's 
combination of B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive. That's bcboost.com, bcboost.com. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough. And we're back. And friends, you heard me reference it last segment. But if you would like to go with us to the battlegrounds that we're talking about in this uh, very discussion, especially the ones surrounding Normandy and the beaches, the beach landings of D-Day, it was 80 years ago next summer that uh, D-Day was uh, enacted, that the liberation of Europe occurred. Uh, the, The war in Europe came to a fairly quick conclusion uh, after D-Day, had to kind of push through barriers and get certain things done. But uh, that was the beginning of the end in Europe. It took longer in the Pacific. But if you would like to be with us, uh, friends, please go to thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com. We have very limited spaces available and you can put your deposit down and hold your seat. Uh, But uh, we're going to be there June 28th through July the 7th or something like that. It's going to be a short trip, but it's going to be a full one. We we go London, Portsmouth, across the channel, Normandy, a few days there. We'll even do a wine tasting and some other things. And then we end in Paris uh, where the liberation took place and with a a beautiful dinner, our final night there on the Seine River. And I'd love for you to join us. ThatKevinTour.com, ThatKevinTour.com. Uh, Andrew Biggio is my guest, and the book is called The Rifle 2, Back to the Battlefield. Uh, the rifle, of course, the the instrument that he had signed uh, by as many World War II veterans as he could uh, put the rifle into the hands of and uh, hear the stories of. And, um, Andrew, I'm just curious, as a veteran yourself, um, what strikes you about the, the men that you've had sign your rifle? I've had about 320 men and women sign my rifle, anything from Medal of Honor recipients to Navajo code talkers to cooks on ships to infantrymen to B-17 to Tuskegee Airmen. You know, I wanted to represent the whole war and get a little piece of everybody. The Pacific, and in the rifle, Europe. too, you've got one of the guys that served with Lieutenant Spears from Band of Brothers. So it's uh, there's there's even some familiarity with even the bigger, more famous stories here. Yep. Yeah. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about Frank Meniscalco. Um, you know, he was someone that always turned down TV and movie interviews and just totally never went to a reunion. And so that's that's, a you know, that brings you right into your questions. Sometimes I meet guys who have been active and involved since the 50s in veterans associations and the war. And I, I meet other guys who literally didn't even save their uniform, went back to work, started a family didn't talk about it, didn't communicate, didn't keep in touch with anybody. And um, Frank was one of those guys from the 101st Airborne of Dog Company 506 Parachute Infantry Regiment. This was a guy who, you know, he had a traumatic war experience. He was jumped in on D-Day, nearly drowned when the Germans flooded the fields at his drop zone, gets wounded in Carentan, France, evacuated back to England, rejoins his company, jumps into Holland, Gets both of his legs shattered by a German mortar round in October of 44 during Operation Market Garden. Um, evacuated again, and his two best friends from his platoon are killed in action in Bastogne. Hmm. And um, that's definitely not an easy life for an 18-year-old kid, you know, at the time. And um, I was fortunate enough to, to put that rifle back in his hands again and, and bond with him 
at his age of 100 and me being now 36. I started this project when I was 28. And um, I'm so fortunate for him to let me tell a story. Well, it's a, it's a powerful one, and it's just one of several. Uh, there's two volumes here. The Rifle is Andrew's original work. The Rifle 2, Back to the Battlefield, is what we're talking about. And you you did go back to the battlefield with uh, some of your subjects, and I'm just curious what that experience was like. Yeah, I've been back 10 times, I believe, to Luxembourg, Germany, France, Italy, um, the Netherlands, and uh boy uh probably 30 different world war ii veterans on where their foxholes were the houses they took shelter in the beaches they stormed the river where they crossed at the rhine river um seeing their friends graves again Hmm. that's i think oh i think that's one of the most gut-wrenching things is to see a 98 year old man get down on his knees and grasp his friend's cross at the cemetery and cry and Man, imagine picturing someone's young face 78 years ago, 80 years ago, 75 years ago. These are the, you know, the the longevity of the trips from when I took veterans and seeing their reactions in the cemeteries. These men that I bring over there have lived whole lives. They're almost 100 years old. They've had they have great grandkids. They have great, great grandkids. And. Um, to remember that that young boy who never had a family, never had a life, I think that hits them very hard on these trips. <clears throat> what is it about being in a foxhole with each other that is such a bonding experience? Um, you, you served in a more modern era where warfare did change, but you still depended upon everybody that was in your unit. Uh, the cohesiveness of your unit was vital. The uh, commitment to the mission was vital. There, there's a lot of things that still carry through to this day. But let's take this quick break. And then Andrew Biggio is our guest. The Rifle 2 is the book. It's by Regnery, uh, a wonderful partner at Salem Media. And uh, you can get a copy of it right now. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, Women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. 
Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids, uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk, so the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. Across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, last few minutes with Andrew Biggio. The Rifle 2 is the name of the book, Back to the Battlefield. And again, friends, if you would like to see some of these very sites that we're talking about, places where these stories took place, come with us. Uh, we're going to go to World War II's uh, kind of most legendary uh, spots in Europe. Uh, we'll start in London, where... Uh, Churchill and Eisenhower kind of made the final decisions on D-Day. You know, they had a stop and start and weather was a mess. And there was a whole whole story behind how they even got it launched. But then after we spend a day or two in London, we'll head to Portsmouth. We'll cross the channel very similarly to the way the uh, the young men did, although uh, we'll be in a much nicer uh, cruiser than they were. They were in very uh, tough uh, military uh, crude uh, boats, and this will be a, a much more enjoyable uh, experience. But then when we land in Normandy, we're going to spend a few days going to the different landing uh, sites. We're going to go to where the paratroopers dropped. We're going to we're going to see uh, some of the most famous sites. You know, the, the church where the guy got caught and his parachute didn't. <laughs> we'll see that. Um, and we'll and we'll spend time with some of the locals that Andrew was talking about, who to this day are extremely grateful uh, for the U.S. and what we did in liberating uh, Europe. Um, and then we'll we'll head down to Paris and close off the trip with a very nice couple of nights 
uh, in the City of Light, and uh, not the least of which will be a dinner cruise on the uh, Seine River before we return home. Andrew, um, battles change, technologies change. There's something about war that is awful for the participants in just about every generation that that serve. But there's, we as a culture, as a society, as a world have kind of looked at the World War II service personnel, and we've, we've labeled them the greatest. You served in Iraq. You, you, you saw live action. What is it about that generation that set them apart, do you think, in your mind, from other chapters that we've lived through? Yeah, so another thing I was trying to investigate is that, you know, we, a lot of veterans post-World War II, we live in the shadows of the greatest generation. They had the war that was good versus evil, uh, apparently black and white. And, but you know what? It was like, and it was enormous good versus enormous evil. I mean, it was like the stakes were we all become socialist Nazis or we, we let freedom live. I mean, it was like, it really was like, you know, the, the pinnacle of those two ends. Yeah, and especially with, uh, at the finish line, the liberation of the concentration camps, you know. Um, and But I, sitting with these 300 World War II veterans and such, um, I think I felt a lot of them didn't feel like they were the greatest generation. And that some of them, and that we as the United States did some not so great things to win World War II that would put a lot of GIs and soldiers in jail today if they were doing the same things the guys were doing in the Pacific to take these islands. And and they gave me a sense of normalcy. A lot of these veterans I sat down personal with that, you know, didn't want to die with their secrets, I guess, 80 years later. Um, but particularly, I think why they're the, great, the greatest generation is because there was 16 million World War II veterans. The, the U.S. government gave out 16 million World War II victory medals. And that what that meant was your postman was a World War II veteran. Your policeman was a World War II veteran. Your doctor was a World War II veteran. The news anchor was a World War II. The politicians were World War II. Hmm. Everybody were World War II. Genera- I mean, it was a, an entire generation top to bottom. We don't have that these days. It's less, less than 1% uh, of the population served in a um, volunteer military, not a draft. So, um, they were they were just overwhelmed by the numbers and you know um what they were able to do us today as veterans are trying to keep what they built alive with these american legion posts vfws even just um laws and language of legislation to keep veterans benefits you know they had no problem passing veteran benefits back then because everybody in congress was a vet almost you know or everybody uh, voting was a veteran, you know, the support, the con- constituents were veterans. So that's why they were the greatest generation. They set up so much for our future, and uh, I hate to see it get reversed. We we have a few that have served in the military that are in Congress now, um, some that have, you know, post-Iraq and uh, Afghanistan. Um, and it's interesting to see those servicemen come to Congress because they do push for different priorities uh, in, in in some instances, ones that haven't been pushed for a long time, specifically as it affects uh, the veterans. Um, are you hopeful that America is still grateful for the service of the men and women in uniform? Yeah, I am. And I think that has a lot to do with the generations before us. I think um, a lot of us 
that a lot of people saw that we ran to the, the recruiting stations during 9-11, which was like our Pearl Harbor. Um, we didn't get the end result that we should have gotten that so many veterans did fight for and win and, and blood, sweat, and tears and sacrifice their lives. I think that is an absolute, absolute underlying five times government failure yeah. on the way that ended or could have ended. Um, Travesty. And so, yeah, absolutely. It, it bothers me just to even think about it. And um, <clears throat> But I think the general public and the, and the people who see us actually have admiration for those who have who wanted to serve for the right purposes. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, Andrew Biggio is our guest and the uh, book is the rifle Two: back to the battlefield. What, what, what's your um, hope for when people read this, what do you want them to take away from reading the rifle Two? the rifle Two. So, you know, rifle one, I wrote about why they are the greatest generation and rifle Two, I wrote about those who had a little bit more of a bumpy ro- road coming home after world war two guys who, fell through the cracks but were able to turn their lives around so um i want a lot of young veterans to see that they don't have to live in the shadows of the greatest generation that those guys weren't always perfect also and i want civilians to remember our world war ii veterans before they're all all gone yeah i think that is so important so vital both of my grandfathers served uh they were u.s navy um attached but they they served they came home they hardly ever talked about it uh, even as I wanted my grandfather to tell me more about it in uh, my later, in as I was growing up, his later years, um, it was just the hardest thing to do to get him to. Um, but that was kind of uh, in, indicative of the humility and of the, um, I don't know, just just the way that generation carries itself. They didn't they didn't seek glory. They they very much thought that they had to do what they needed to do for the for the right outcome. Um, and we would be a different nation today if they had not served and won sure. uh, that war. The Rifle 2, Back to the Battlefield is the book. Andrew Biggio, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Thank you for having me. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I ran this by my doctor. I always run it by her, everything I take, and I told her I've been taking this for a while. Is this, is this okay to take? She goes, oh, this is wonderful for you to take. Keep taking it. She goes, I approved this. This is very good. So she said, yes, she said, this is one thing you can take that's very good. I'm not going to stop taking Balance of Nature. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. 
My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, friends, uh, I hope that the discussion with Andrew Vigio was enlightening. The Rifle 2, the name of the book, and it's published by Regnery Publishing, and uh, you can get it now. Uh, it, uh, will, uh, it will inspire you. The, the stories in there are just incredible, and they're, they're demonstrated by, uh, kind of uh, footnoted by these visits back to the um, places where these battles were fought. And along those lines, um, friends, we have time, uh, but it, there's not there's not a lot of time left for you to reserve your seat to join us uh, to celebrate the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe. Next year, next Ju- June into July, we're going to be uh, going to London, Normandy, and Paris. We will see some of the most important sites related to the liberation of Europe. We'll start in London, where Churchill and Eisenhower uh, drew up the plans. For D-Day, we'll cross the the channel uh, from the very port where many of the men left uh, in Portsmouth. We will land in Normandy and spend several days uh, there enjoying the countryside, uh, tasting tremendously delicious uh, local delicacies, but also seeing the most important sites. On July 4th, we will be in the American Cemetery uh, there in Normandy, and we will commemorate uh, those lost uh, sons and brothers and fathers uh, together uh, in the uh, 80th year since that liberation uh, on July 4th. That should be a very special moment for us, and I hope that you'll um, plan on uh, making it one uh, if you, if you in, in fact, do join us. Um, and then from there, we go to Paris to round out the trip. Uh, we will uh, relive the, the liberation of the City of Light 
And we end all of it uh, with a dinner cruise on the Seine River. Um, and I have a feeling we'll probably uh, spot the Eiffel Tower <laughs> and its beautiful light show uh, somewhere in there as well. So would you, would, you, would you consider coming with us? Go to thatkevintour.com, thatkevintour.com. Uh, if you go to thatkevintour.com, you'll get all of the information about the trip. You can even put your deposit down and hold your spot so that you can uh, you so that you can be there with us. Now we originally had forty five spots available. We are down to around thirty. Um, so we we need you to uh, act on this because they will not last long. And I know that uh, there are going to be those of you that uh, will just regret if you don't get to do this. Uh, it's going to be a very special time, and I just can't uh, say it in in any better way. Come and come and join us, London. Portsmouth, Normandy, Paris. It's going to be a beautiful trip, something you'll remember all your life, and we look forward to celebrating it with you. Uh, ThatKevinTour.com, ThatKevinTour.com, and hold your spot with your deposit today. Um, You don't even have to come up. I mean, they've got payment plans. You don't have to have the whole amount for the trip um, between. I mean, you you have time to pay that off and to uh, be able to plan accordingly for it. So please make plans to join us. ThatKevinTour.com, ThatKevinTour.com. And there's a phone number on there as well if you have any further questions. My friends at Go Colette, which is the agency that's putting all of this together, are more than happy to answer those questions for you. Some really incredible time in London, in Normandy, uh, in Paris, before we return home. It's going to be the trip of a lifetime. You're not going to want to miss this. ThatKevinTour.com. ThatKevinTour.com.